Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Welcome back to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. This is your host, Tracy Doherty. The Freedom Challenge is 10 years old. I say it every time I come on here because I still stand in awe of this reality. All year we are pausing and remembering and saying, look what the Lord has done. Stories of God's faithfulness are everywhere we look. But we have to look. During this month, we're celebrating men and Father's Day. And this month, I get to have conversations with two fascinating men and fathers who are both connected to the stories of the Freedom Challenge in a prominent way. You got to hear from Andrew Scott, the CEO and president of OMUSA. Now, as a way of reminder, I always like to clarify what the Freedom Challenge does. We are a movement of passionate women who take on physical challenges, ones that really test our limits, and raise funds and awareness to stand against the biblical injustice of human trafficking around the world. And although we are a ministry of women for women, that certainly does not indicate that men are not a vital role. They are. Consider Proverbs 31. I know I say this a lot, but in Proverbs 31, there's an invitation at the very beginning to the men and the kings to stand and to give voice to those who are being oppressed, to those who are being exploited because of their vulnerabilities. So we invite men to stand with us as brothers in Christ. We need their support, their encouragement, their advocacy, and their male presence. Today, I am intrigued. I'm intrigued because I've not yet had a conversation with this individual, and I'm honored to speak with Marcel Georgel, a frontline Proverbs 31 voice. He stands day after day on behalf of women who have been exploited because of their vulnerability. So, Marcel, would you tell us where you're calling in from, and can you tell us about your life and your family and how you spend your time from day to day? Welcome. Thank you very much. So, um, as you said, my name is Marcel Georgel, and uh, I became a Christian when I was 20 years old. It was during my military service in one of the French islands called Martinique, close to the States. When I came back to France, I joined a church for two years and then Operation Mobilization in 1978. I met my wife, also from Sweden, in 1983. And uh, today we have four married children and five grandchildren. Mm. In fact, I will retire in July after 44 years with OM. Wow. Congratulations. That's that's Thank huge. You. Yes. 
So where are you calling in from? Well, I'm calling from France, uh, more precisely from a city called Nantes. It's uh, on the west coast of France. I have to say that France is one of the most favorite places that I've been in the world. And the coast of France even tops it. I can, I, I, if I close my eyes right now, I can, Im, I can imagine your geography and the beauty. And I just want to let you know, I love your land. It is, it is beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. So it is a privilege to have you on the podcast, and I'm grateful to spend this time with you and our sisters and our listeners. They'll be joining and listening to our conversation. But I wonder if you could paint a picture of the work that you do in France. How did it begin? What was the genesis of your concern for what you have spent your time doing? Well, uh, I often say that God called me when I was weak, when I was in a position of weakness. I was in a kind of uh, crossroad in my ministry in 2009. I was quite tired, confused, uh, not knowing what to do, even burnout. And it lasted several months. Then I joined a conference in Switzerland for evangelists, and I chose to participate to a seminar given by a pastor singer called Philippe de Courou. He showed a clip video about women victims of trafficking, human trafficking, and I don't know what happened there, but I felt a very strong conviction a new energy, a new direction. I knew in my heart that it was for them that God called me. And my wife, uh, when I came back from Switzerland, my wife was 100% okay mm. with that. Now, I know that you have a pastoral and spiritual and community leader background. But you're also a husband and father. You talked about four children, five grandchildren. How has that role shaped and motivated you as you come alongside your wife to minister in these very difficult and heavy situations in which we're going to hear more about in a little bit? Well, you know, when I was called by God to that ministry, I was 54 mm. years old. Today, I'm 67 years old. And it's true that uh, for many women we met, uh, they look at us as uh, father and mother, even as dad and mom. Because most of them, especially coming from Africa, are far away from home or do not have father or mother anymore. And it was, I think, it was not a mistake that God called me at that age, 54, because they look at me as a kind of father figure. Mm, that's beautiful. You know, I was just reading yesterday about the fatherless. And just, just to add to your point and how beautiful that is, but the call was to 
to really how how God brings the fatherless into homes. And it sounds like mm-hmm. he orchestrated the timing of even your involvement and in what you do for those purposes, that connection to the the orphaned heart or those that are disconnected from family. And that's really beautiful. Specifically, I wonder if you can talk a little bit about um, the work that you do. Maybe share a few memorable stories that highlight what it what is really taking place in France and how the love of Jesus has compelled you to be involved and continue in the challenging work that you have put your hands toward. Yeah, I could uh, tell a story of uh, one of the girls we met in the street in December 2015. Her name was Praise. Mm. And uh, after talking to her, uh, she began to weep and said, you know, the person I live with asked me for 300 euros per month for lodging, around $350, 150 euros per month for food, and I also owe 55,000 euros to the person who brought me to Europe. And she said to me, I had no idea it could be as much as 55,000 euros. So later, we came came across praise in the street, tottering around, and we thought she was drunk. In fact, she was exhausted. Mm. She got into our car to talk, but then lay down on the back seat and slept for an hour before we took her home. And she explained to us that the person... I live with, she said, force me to stay here until 6 a.m. in the morning. And when I go back, I have to clean, wash clothes, prepare meals. So we begin to pray for her, asking Mm. God to intervene. You know, Lord, please intervene soon. And God really answer our prayers. Mm. Because one of the night, I picked her up at a tram stop. Uh, here in Nantes with her suitcase and she had just run away from her madame uh, pimp who had been looking her up and keeping her in a spirit of fear using especially voodoo for Mm. several months but the battle was not over but was a victory but what a victory Mm. to see her that night uh, calling us to come to her rescue So we were praying that she will be completely delivered from fear and that a solution could be found for her. She said to us, I could never have imagined the life I was going to have here, she told us. Mm. So we welcomed her for one week in our home and my my wife and I, I took a moment to pray with her So she confessed her sins, renounced the vow she had taken before coming to Europe. And really, the change was quite clear. The next morning, her decision to follow the Lord was stronger than her fear of evil spirit. She handed me a small suitcase and a bag, asking me to throw them away. And in that suitcase, she has her clothes she wore on the street at night 
and the following week gave her time to find new strength. So because she was in danger in Nantes, uh, I took the train to a secret destination so Praise would be in a safe place. She was a little nervous, but clearly a happy lady. And you know, she knows that the days of going out on the street every night are well and truly over. And today, Praise is so proud to speak French to us. Uh, not only does she speak French, but she is working in a restaurant and has mm. received unanimous uh, appreciation for her consciousness and positive attitude. She's still in contact with us six years later. She six, yeah, six years later. She reads her Bible regularly, has been baptized, and attend a choir in a local church. And recently, she asked us to carry on visiting girls on the street so others may also be free like her. And often when she calls us, she calls us dad and mom. Again, you mm. know, this father figure <laughs> she mm -hmm. kept from us. Wow. That is a remarkable story of how the gospel has the ability to transform lives totally, not just eternal life, but the life here and now. Yes. That's the full transformation of the power of the gospel. And I think sometimes that's what, you know, we need to remember that where, you know, the life of Jesus is, there is complete and total freedom. He cares about how we find, you know, work to, to have dignified work. He cares exactly. about how we can influence change in others. And this six-year process of relationship that I'm sure was slow and hard work and maybe at times even disappointing or you're having to have patience, mm -hmm. you're able to look back and see what the Lord has done in her life. It's yes. remarkable. What a beautiful story of the work that you do and really on the front, front lines. Like this is the front, front lines, mm -hmm. which is what I appreciate so much about your courage to do the work that God has called you to do. So as you know, the Freedom Challenge consists of women who are mm -hmm. taking on physical challenges to raise funds for ministry projects like yours. And you have been an incredible example of how men can get involved, fight, and stand against the social injustices of human trafficking by working with victims like praise in France. And we're so grateful for this work that you have done. My question for you would be, what advice would you give to men and husbands and fathers to engage in this area? Well, you know, I really believe that there is a place for men in that ministry because girls and women need to see men who are different from the customers they met in the street. And there is there are plenty different things men can do, like uh, helping them practically, mm. visiting them in the street. Also, you know, helping their wives to be available for these women, if, if, if it's their wife who, we, who are involved in that ministry. 
Well, I will also say that one advice will be that men must be careful not to be alone <laughs> with yes. women in prostitution, but always with another colleague, feminine. This is my case. You know, every time I go out in the street, I always is with a, a woman, a, a sister in Christ, or if we help a girl to move from a place to another one, so if a man is helping her, there is always also a woman with him. So just to protection. But yeah. they really need to see uh, different men, <laughs> different kind of men. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's really beautiful. And I love the very proactive wisdom and limit that you are mm. expressing about being with other colleagues and women that are balancing and counterbalancing that. It's really yeah. a beautiful picture of how to approach that. Now, yeah. I something that I notice is, and maybe it's, you know, it's just the, in the Western world, I'm curious to know if you see this as well. And it's concerning to me, but it's a tangible diminishment of the importance of men and fathers in the world. And I'm curious as to how you're seeing that dynamic in Europe. Uh, what what that looks like and how you experience that even in building the kingdom and families and in the work that you do. Well, sh uh, surely we see that trend very strong, especially in the Western world and uh, Europe, the States. You know, some speaks even about the demonization of men. <laughs> demonization of fathers so mm -hmm. it's quite a strong trend yeah to diminish the importance of men and father i can uh, yeah it's what we realize here in europe too and it's quite sad for me <laughs> to see these kind of things and and, and just uh, to add to that i think that you know, there, there may have been, you know, as we do as humans, like sometimes there is abusive situations that cause women or people mm -hmm. to react in a certain way and creating a blanket over all, you know, of a, of a certain population of people. And I, I, I really think it's important for, for us as believers, as Jesus followers to continue speaking out the full picture of what God's heart is. He made male and female in his image. And they both have such a mm -hmm. vital part in building the kingdom. And although men may have been, been yeah. had in part a responsibility of some of the things that we see in human trafficking, as well as women, it's really important for us to fight for the fullness of God's work and his invitation to male and female and not just casting blame and creating a narrative in which men are not essential to the future. So I think that's always on my heart. Like I feel mm. like the future is male and female and they're both important to a healthy civilization, family, community. And I want to keep calling men up into those places of being protectors, their sister's keeper, all of those things, mm -hmm. fathers being in their place in their home. I think that I, I, I feel like we share that same heart. I, re mm -hmm. I really do. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So 
as we close out our time together, I guess I would just invite you as a father in the faith, as a father in your home, as a father to women who are potentially fatherless on the streets that you are calling forth and bringing out, would you speak to the father heart over the value of men and the importance of their 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 place in building the kingdom of God? I would love to hear you just speak out, you know, your heart for that. I can give an example, you know, Many women we help, uh, some of them when they left the street uh, have babies, but often, unfortunately, uh, the boyfriend or husband is absent. And every time my wife and I visit them, their children come on my knees directly. They are looking naturally to a father figure that are missing in their life. And I think these women also need fathers, but not only fathers, brothers, friends, and Mm. men men can be this kind of people, I think. They can be father, brothers, friends. Mm. I know we will never replace their real fathers or brothers, but we can, through our care as men, presence and love, we can communicate the father heart of God to mm. them. Yes. And 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 prayer, really like being intentional in prayer over these yes. situations. And, you know, bringing our conversation, you know, not every um, man will be as directly involved in the exploitation, you know, in anti-human trafficking as you are. But I do believe that there's a prevention piece And I think what I would would love to say to any man who would listen to this would be just really looking at the world that you live in. Is there a single mama in need? Is there a neighbor child or a woman Mm -hmm. that could use, as you said, a father, brother, friend, help practically? Are there... um, Mm -hmm practical ways that you can support the environment around you to prevent a woman or a child from, you know, even going into that lifestyle because the community around them is solid. Because it's often those vulnerable places that people find themselves in situations that are unthinkable. They start in those early places of not having community or watchers, you know, around their life. So I think. I love this idea of seeing, being able to see brother, father, friend, and, you know, being connected to those spaces in everyday life, right? Yeah, I think well, so. Well, I wonder, our time here is kind of wrapping up, but I, I wonder if you would be open to just praying for the men who may listen to this, but the hearts of men to rise up, to meet um, this this stand up for the voice of those that are being oppressed, but to like rise up into some of those spaces. Would you be open to just saying a prayer here, even together on this podcast, over the men to rise up? Yes, I can. Thank you, Lord, for this time together. And Lord, I pray especially for the men who will listen 
to this podcast that will see though that they have a role to play for these women who has been who have been trafficked that they will see their place lord i know that uh, these women need father figure they need brothers they need friends they need to see men different and i pray lord that uh, you will raise up uh, not only women but also men for that ministry in different places lord we thank you so much because we we know lord that you are a god who loves his women and i, I pray that they will find families around them couple uh, they will see lord that it's a uh, it's possible to have a, a normal life with a man uh, after have been have been exploited by other men. Lord, they will see that it's possible to build also for themselves a life with a man. Lord, please thank you that uh, for this time, and I pray for your blessing upon each one in Jesus' name. Mm, Amen. Thank you for that heartfelt prayer. Well, I just want to let you know how grateful I am for your work for our time together. And the work that you do in France is very close to our heart for the Freedom Challenge. It is our desire to continue to bring support and prayer. And please know that God sees your work and it is never, ever in vain. We are thankful for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes. And until next time, friends, let's continue to do good by helping enslaved women and children do more than you ever thought physically possible and do it together by connecting with women who have a heart for a hurting world. God bless you, Freedom Sister. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.